Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyrannia of Dragons. My name is Thomas, and I'm your DM for this adventure, and around the table, we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Sleeping Fleeple. <laughs> well, last we left our characters, Fleeple was asleep. Having succeeded all three of the death saving throws unconscious, zero hit points, but thankfully alive. The group make quick work, which was uh, very impressive that they were able to eliminate all the cobalts in this entire room where uh, Mal taking the, uh, a lot of the force from the, these kobolds and invoking fear into them from her patron and just the ability of her attacks uh, being so forceful. Lance coming down at the last second, seeing all of the co- carnage and death in front of him, having dispatched the final kobold, Lance, looking towards Mal, saying that there was another entity in this room, uh, and both of them splitting apart to either check on Fleeple or check further down to make sure that they're not being attacked. And this is where we come to our adventures now. So, Lance, you are going down further into the steps uh, into the darkness to try and check on this. But before we get to you, we're going to go over to Mal, who is walking past the carnage of all of these kobolds that she um, has dispatched of and taken care of. And shaking off some of this blood and this gore, you just... <sighs> catch your breath and as you walk up these steps you come to Fleeple who is unconscious unfortunately but stable and alive so is there anything in particular you wanted to do while you were up here I I was just making sure that he didn't have any healing potions on him and then I don't I'm not sure about the rules is it when you're unconscious after a short rest period has gone past can you roll hit dice to regain that or do you have to take a long rest before you regain hit points without being healed so unfortunately, uh, the official rules as written, if you are at zero hit points and you take a short rest, you pop up to one hit point, I believe. And then past that, you have to take in either an additional short rest to roll hit dice or then that long rest to then fully recover. But they come back up to one after a short rest. Correct. I, be- I believe so. I think Perfect. the rules as written, it's one hit point after 1d4 hours. Oh, okay. Sounds good. So I would roll um, and then we would see how many hit points you got. So... Oh, no, you'd roll for the hours, right? 1d4 hours to regain one hit point. Gotcha. Mal will sit on the stairs next to Fleeple's body. He's breathing steady. I could not find a healing potion on him, so uh, she will just wait there and quiet, waiting for Lance to come back from his sneaky mission and try desperately to not look at the carnage and to um, try not to trigger memories that she has yes okay as you just sit there and you uh, take a breath and really try to calm your nerves mal you just hear in the back of your head you did good out there mal you did real good so lance you are sneaking down this uh these steps now okay go ahead and roll me a stealth check okay that's gonna be a i was gonna check double check that i'm doing it right 21 21, okay. So Lance, as you look down these steps, they do descend pretty steeply, but they are uh, carved steps. And I will be checking for traps as I go. Okay, sounds good. Roll an investigation check. 
That's going to be a 16. 16, okay. Wrapping the cloak around yourself and just calming yourself, taking those breaths to where you... Kind of like in Sherlock 2 almost, where like, wow, this is real obscure reference. But the assassin guy, he's like chasing after them and he goes... And like calms his breath and like his heart rate to like lower it to where he can like focus. So you do the similar thing. Shout out to Sherlock 2 there. So you go down to these steps and you start just like uh, stealthily stepping on them. And as you do, looking for traps, trying to perceive anything in front of you. They are quite steep and as they... Uh, been quite narrow they're only about five feet across so you have to uh you, you don't have much room to maneuver around these steps but you walk about a good 10 feet 15 feet 20 feet until about 40 feet from when they started to descend uh they start to ascend now go back up and you see some lights flickering in the distance here you don't see into the room yet but um you do see the it dancing off of the wall of the cave I'm going to sneak just a little bit into that room, still being sneaky and still checking for traps as I go. Keep the same rules because nothing has changed, but uh, you can go ahead and roll a perception check if you'd like now. Okay, that'll be a 14. 14, okay. Lance, as you peek into this room, you see that it opens into a large 50 by 50 foot room, so to speak, and it's filled with flickering candlelights, which illuminates every single wall. This room is quite different from the one that you just exited and actually any of the other rooms that you have seen in this entire hideout, in this entire cavern. Every wall reveals something majestic. Or rather, it might be majestic to some, but to others like maybe yourself and definitely Fleeple, the sight is horrifying. This is a shrine to the goddess Tiamat herself. This is the no-no Fleeple room. This chamber seems to have been enlarged and reshaped from its original form. The floor and three of the walls that you can see from your current vantage point are smooth with stalagmites and stalactites that have been polished into gleaming columns. Every surface here glistens with moisture and the air is warm and humid. The flat walls of this chamber are decorated with shallow, abstract carvings of dragons. Dragons' tails coil into intricate patterns and knots that flow across the wall. That's all you can see right now. Okay, so it's a shrine to Tiamat. Yeah, you can see that there are dragons just flowing from uh, this wall directly next to you on the north side of the chamber, and they seem to just continue to flow and twist and turn um, as it goes from north to east to south to west. However, you can't quite see that west portion of the chamber as... There seems to be a corner that the corner that you are currently hiding behind. You can't quite peek uh, around it all the way. With your high perception roll, you do hear voices in this room, though. Um, they are in common, but and they just seem to be uh, muttering something. And although it's too quiet for you to make out what they're saying, you understand that they are speaking common and they are in this room presently. Lance is going to back up then. He's going to back up back to the room where we fought the kobolds. And right at the bottom step of going back into the room, he is going to unzip. Unzip. They don't have zippers. He's going to un. He's going to reach into his burglar pack. And he's going to take out string and a bell and tie a detection system up here. 
so that if somebody crosses and you know they're not aware of this that the bell will ding 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 and we will be aware of somebody's coming from there excellent all right go ahead and uh i might even i might even not do it at the very bottom step I might do it a couple steps up okay sounds good go ahead and roll a like a thieves tools or i don't know what would be here for Sleight of hand or... Yeah, it's somewhat tinker, but I, I would just say either a just general dexterity check here. So just your dex modifier added to the die here. Oh, that's not good. It's nine. Nine? Okay. So you're able to set up your system and it looks good. I mean, you got the string, you got the bell attached to it. So you have uh, achieved your goal. All right. Um, last thing I'm going to do then is I'm going to search this chamber where we fought the kobolds. I'm going to, what, what bodies remain, I'm going to investigate them, looking for items, possible healing potions, and also just, just investigate to see if there's anything of worth in this chamber on the bodies or just in the chamber in general. All right. Um, oh. I feel embarrassed that I I don't remember this. I can't remember if that's an investigation or a perception check. I think it's because I'm searching bodies. That's investigation. I'm, but I'm not I'm not sure about like l- the room part though. I know the body parts usually investigation. Easy enough though. Actually, it doesn't even require a roll because these these kobolds they they weren't trying to hide anything in particular. This just seemed appeared to be their living quarters. Um, with the the strewn about blankets and like straw thrown about and the chamber pots that just seem to be like their massive hub um and so there doesn't seem appear to be anything hidden from what you can tell and you're pretty thorough i mean you spend a good 15 minutes in this room um you do find quite a bit of items in here uh just uh quite a bit of stuff so just Amongst all the cobalt bodies and looking underneath in some straw, you find a, vari- a total of like 38 gold pieces, 152 silver pieces. And whether or not you think it's worth it, there are this really odd, very strange. Don't you give me a worm. <laughs> <laughs> not quite a worm, but you count them and without touching them and there are 88 stacks of copper exactly the same height and you do the quick math and there are 704 copper pieces in this room but just throughout the entire room they're they're about the same height and uh all eight copper pieces high so that's the money worth okay now on the main winged cobalt that was ordering for fleeple to be captured you find uh sort of uh this ivory carved uh, draconic image uh, of just a dragon head uh, emerging from this uh, chunk of ivory, but it's quite beautiful, actually. This one is very good, but uh, you find a couple others that are not so great, but this one in particular really looks like it was worked on by somebody who is a professional, whether it was one of these kobolds or somebody in the cult itself. You're unsure, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, But that's all you can find in this room in particular. Mal, I imagine while this is happening, you're checking in with Zaza still, yes? Mm-hmm. Maybe like two minutes. Yeah. Can I, because that's not a, a taxing thing, can that count as a, a short rest as he's away and checking in? Or because of the nature of checking in with the spell, it's not a short rest? 
No, it, it definitely is. Uh, the spell is not uh, taxing. Um, it just hasn't been long enough for a short rest yet. But as Lance comes back, uh, if you'd like to take a short rest, uh, that is definitely in the cards. Uh, so um, we can say that everybody takes a short rest. I'm going to roll here to see uh, how long it will take Fleetbull to get back up to one hit point. One hour. There you go. Hey, that's good. After taking one hour of a short rest, Philippe, you, uh, your eyes flitter open and you have one hit point and you're like, oh, <coughs> and you're coughing. And uh, so Lance and Mal, if you need to roll hit dice, you can also do that as well. I do not. I was not damaged in that fight. Very good. So Philippe, you come to and sit up uh, and Lance and Mal, while you're right next to him, making sure he's okay, he sits up. Uh, I imagine both of you are somewhat hovering near him, like uh, he's just directly in between you, or you're both staring at him. But uh, he rouses, and everyone's made aware. Hey, hey, are you, are, are you all right? And I, uh, I'm blinking, kind of shallowly and quickly, trying to regain my composure. And I get up and I kind of stretch a little. Uh, and get down on all fours and start muttering uh, some verbal components. And you see the magical energy beginning to suffuse through the fleece on my back. And after I finish the spell, the energy kind of hops off of my back in the shape of this sort of spectral glowing sheep. And lands on the ground in front of me. And... I walk up to it with a smile on my face and clasp the face with both hands and kind of nuzzle it, snout with my own. And I say, Ah, Thoril, Irsiv. And I, I kind of kneel down inside the area of the sheep and I have cast Healing Spirit and each round I spend within this square, I gain 1d6 hit points. Wow! That's awesome! That's, that's incredible! <laughs> Uh, Fleeple, get a inspiration dice for that. Man, just handing them out. Left that was and beautiful. Right. Well, that was a that was quite beautiful. All right. So, uh, how long does it last? A full minute? Yeah, it lasts up to a minute. Concentration. So, I mean, you are more than welcome. But if you just sit there for a minute, I feel like you might get up to full hit points. Is that? Okay, it takes me five rounds to get up to full hit points. Okay, so after after just staring in awe and like in this beautiful moment, actually, uh, Mal and Lance, both of you just seeing the magic uh, unfold before you and uh, Fleeple, just his wounds, just... And uh, the sheep uh, nuzzling him and him like nuzzling the sheep, so to speak. And after five rounds, just... The sheep dissipates. Fleeple, oh, stretching his limbs and just like getting it all out and uh, you see just the flakes of the scabs just fall off of his scales and fall off his body and just <sighs> Fleeple is fully restored holy crap wow an old friend also at this time unconscious winged kobold next to you starts to rouse and as, as I see him starting to rouse, I'm just over it. I'm like, okay, I was feeling good, but now I'm annoyed again. And I go over and I just slap this guy in the face. As, as he reaches there, I'm going to be like, don't, don't kill him. I have an idea. And just... And looks at you, Fleep, and goes, Oh, hi, Felice One. Oh, it seems you have me captured. 
This is the best. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you see, there's there's bad stuff going on in this place, and you know, I uh, I don't want to have to hurt you any more than we've already done. How about you just tell us what's going on in here, and you know, maybe we let you fly out into the sky and never come back. <laughs> you you are. You boast of your strength, but my clan will take care of you down there. You just wait until they find you. I turn to Mal and Lance, and I say in common, uh, I, I don't want to be the one to tell him. Oh, to yes, I will, for sure, yes. In Draconic, I'll say, Yeah, uh, yeah, all, all those guys are dead. If you see if you see uh, our compatriot over here, uh, she's kind of covered in gore, and... That's all your friends. You see you see all that that bull's blood she's covered in? If you go up there, you'll see quite a lot of carnage from the frosty heart that she's got inside of oh, her. Oh, snap. Whoa! Get me some gnome cider Come for that back. one. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback, man. Either Fleeple or uh, Lance, go ahead and roll persuasion check with advantage. Uh, I, uh, if, if Fleeple would allow, I am actually feeling quite confident in persuasion right now. Good, I will guide you. Yes, because just as we were starting to talk to this kobold, all of a sudden I just recalled in my past dealing with some people who were very persuasive, very very good at convincing people to go along with ideas. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more confident with that. So, yeah. All right. Oh! I rolled an 18 and a 19. Oh! Nice. And with, with guidance... Oh, don't take this from me, Thomas. <laughs> uh, so that's 20, 20, 23 in total. Okay. So at this time, this Cobalt, uh, his face, his smile starts to disappear, and he goes, It cannot be true. It cannot. It cannot. No. No. You're tearing me apart. Can I take an inspiration die away from you? <laughs> <laughs> distraught he goes oh, 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 oh what do you want to know i'll just look at fleepo like do you want me to ask or would you like uh, i i i honestly don't know what we were going to be asking him i've been unconscious for oh, a while okay um I'll, I'll i'll ask a couple questions and you can take it from there if you want yeah so uh listen <laughs> intrachronic yeah all your friends are dead first question that we'll have for you, if we want to let you live or not, is uh, what are all those drakes down there doing caged up? Uh, they, we, we, we were in charge of training them and uh, making sure they're not fully trained to be used. Do they uh, speak draconic or? No, they are beasts. They cannot speak. So are they, fu- are they fully trained? Uh, so close. They only had a few days. So, like, if you wanted them to attack somebody in particular, how would you go about doing that? Well, I would just yell, attack, and I would let them go. Okay. How do you, how do you, how do you get them to listen to you? To, to, do they just know to listen to the, the one with wings, or, or how? Uh, yeah, so I've just some back and forth. Uh, ba- essentially... Yes, uh, they, they trained to where these kobolds were in charge of the drakes, necessarily. Uh, and they, they were in charge and they had to keep them on leashes when other cultists were around. 
they were only friend friendly and familiar familiar with uh the cobalt race that had trained them in particular and this was one of the five kobolds that had come up originally lance when you were in this this chamber and so this is one of the trainers gotcha all right one more question for me for now uh do you speak do you speak uh and i'll ask this do you speak common not well back in draconic all right i'm gonna talk to my friends over here in common i need you to like close your ears I need you to, like, I know you're tied up, but, like, do you, do, like, hunch your, sh- maybe your wings, you can, like, flap your wings over your ears or something. I need you to cover your ears, and if I, if I see that you're not, then, then, you know, uh, my, my friend with the, sh- with the sheep fleece, he's gonna snuff you. And as, as you walk away, he just start, he just keeps sobbing to himself and, like, rolls away from you as he's totally hogtied at the moment. Uh, just, <laughs> All right, um, turns out that they were training these drakes in the pit. They are very close to learning their orders and procedures. I have an idea. Um, we have 11 cultists in a cave that we almost died with. The same average number of kobolds in a cave. What if we used our little prisoner here to order those drakes to attack that room? I really like that plan. The only negative is they are almost trained, which means if he can't do that, they might in turn turn around and attack us. So that's the negative. I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) If nothing else, at least maybe that'll give us a little bit of a, or create some kind of chaos and, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe let us shoot straight for Mondath herself. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe we we knock this guy out, maybe either leave him here or take him with us. Because I'd like to finish finding out what's in here so we don't accidentally, you know, run into another hall of kobolds. Yes, sorry. Did, yes. Also speaking of that, good point. Uh, I did explore that passageway. I could not find the the, the, the evil la- ha, 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 laughing voice. Um, I couldn't find that source but it, it was very odd during the battle there's something here watching um i did find a room that seemed devoted to the worship of their goddess tiamat um there were voices in that room i did not i wasn't able to make out how many people so that is a room that is also in this uh, labyrinth of caverns so that is something that if we wanted to investigate we could but we might end up in another fight altogether, too. Sure. And back down this way is another cavern, another set of stairs that we are wanting to go down and check out. Yes, uh, from just my mental mind map. <laughs> uh, I would say, I don't know, it's not the only thing over there, but I would say the cavern that I went down with those steps kind of weaved up and then down again, and I believe it heads in that direction. So at one point, those stairs uh, back to the right of us near that large pit area, will I, th- I, would, I would estimate gets to that room, but there might be rooms before that too. Just something to be aware of. So do we play with the devil we know or the devil we don't? We know there's people, at least some kind of people downstairs, or there's an un- unexplored part of this cavern. Yes, with creepy laughing, man. Um, I don't know. Fleeple, what what do you think? 
Are you are you game to 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 keep fighting? I know your sheep friend was very nice to you and healed you. Are you like fully recovered? Uh, yes, I I I am. I have only used two spell slots to this point, so. I'm still quite recovered. I'm I'm a bit of a completionist, to be honest. So I like looking into I like looking into rooms. You like getting like at the very end that little like ching, yeah, super explorer yes, kind of yes, achievement. Exactly. Okay. So achievements are now a thing in our world as well. <laughs> Xbox achievements. <laughs> it, it, it happens in our dreams. We fall asleep and we see the achievements for the day. It's kind of like Hunger Games. Also, it flashes across the sky. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot of flashes across the sky tonight. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people think they're shooting stars. They're actually achievements. <laughs> okay, so what's what's happening? Okay, well, Fleeple's a completionist, so that means to explore the rest of the cave before going back to the cult. I agree. That gives us the dilemma of this guy. Like, we could knock him out, but... I say we knock him out, and I'll just carry him. He's, he doesn't weigh that much. I'll just pack him on my back and take him with us. I don't want to leave him here unconscious for somebody to either find or escape. If he escapes or if he dies wherever we're going, then we will not have the Drake option. So that is something that we want to be aware of. I think if we're carrying him with us, just like we might need to kind of watch out for him that he doesn't get in the middle of like a crossfire. <laughs> crossfire! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but it came up. So yeah, we can we can keep exploring. So, do we want to proceed back to where we came from, or to the stairway that I took to the heart of the makeshift temple? Well, I certainly would be happy to remove that filthy shrine from the face of this world. Yes, there are people in there, so... I would be happy to remove them from the face of this world as well. I know you would. I'm just one, like, we don't, we know what's this way. We don't know what's that way, and I'm sure that way, meaning the way we haven't explored yet, will get us to that place anyway. Lance, what would you like to do? I would I would like to... I, I agree that um, we should encourage Fleeple's Drive to cleanse the Earth. Then let's move forward with it. I agree with going downstairs. I think we should explore the unexplored portion because it will get us to the temple anyway. Just so that we know there's no surprise. Is that all right with you, Fleeple? That works great for me. Okay, so with Mal picking up this uh, unconscious kobold, uh, marching order of being Lance, Fleeple, Mal? Yeah, I'll go front, sneaky, and investigating for traps. And I will knock our Tommy Wingzo out. Tommy Wingzo! (laughs) Simple enough. Just a bonk on the head, unconscious, uh, zero hit points again. If you recall, there was a trap the, with the paper. Fleeple having described it, uh, I imagine, before stepping over it. You're able to easily avoid that. You'd like to roll stealth checks, everybody? Is that, is, am I imagining that? Let's do it. And I will keep up that detect magic. Do you all want me to investigate this pit area, too? Or should we skip the pit? I, think, I don't know if there's anything in the pit for us. It sounded like a garbage dump, really. Didn't, but one man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> if, if you want to get in the stinky stuff, then that's fine with me. Maybe do that when we have a way to clean up after True. dumpster diving. At the very end, we can come back real quick. Nothing. Sure. I don't think anyone's going to jump there to be like, oh no, my 
my hidden egg What's collection. What's this legendary dragon sword doing in the dump? <laughs> Why would someone throw that away? <laughs> A superior healing potion? <laughs> okay, so everybody roll stealth check, please. Oh, wow, that wasn't very good. 15. Okay. Lance, 15. 11. And Fleeple. Also 11. Okay. So, avoiding the trap, re-entering the room with all of the bats. Your stealth is sufficient where you don't rouse the bats from sleep, it being daytime here. So, uh, Lance, you're doing an investigation check. Go and roll a investigation. Well, it'll be perception, actually. 16. 16. As you approach the steps going eastward, this is the one that had the spear at the top of the steps, and the spear had, like, pockmarked holes in it. You make your way down the steps slowly, and at the base of these steeply descending steps, a curtain hangs across the passage. This curtain is made from hundreds of heavy leather strips, and each about the width of a human hand. The strips are fixed to the ceiling and are long enough to drag on the floor, and the curtain extends from wall to wall meaning there is zero visibility into the other room past this curtain. And the leather comes from a variety of local animals that are badly cured, but the curtain seems to be several layers thick with no gaps. However, with your perception roll looking for traps, you investigate, you start to smell the leather, just, just being fully aware, not leaving anything up to chance. And as you're about to touch the uh, leathery straps... There's something that's not leather hidden amongst these uh, straps. It is metal, and this metal is barbed. And as you come up to the metal in particular, and it's it goes from top to bottom, just like one of the strips, but it's hidden amongst the folds here. You smell it, and although you smell leather, 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 poison, there are barbs hidden amongst these uh, leathery straps here, laced with poison. Are they, are the, is the metal able to move? Like with, like if I went through the leather, I could move the leather to the side. Does the, does the, the bar kind of metal wiring, does it seem like it can move too? Or it's just like nailed into the floor in the top. So it does seem like it can flow with the leather straps. However, with your 16, you did notice that there are several of these integrated throughout to where you would not be able to squeeze through them confidently. Could I take a a weapon or something, like go back for that spear and stick it to the end of the leather and use it to part the whole leather kind of flappage with the barbed wire to open up the entranceway? Yeah, sure enough. Uh, Mal and Fleeple being at the top of the steps here waiting for Lance, uh, you see him walk back up and without a word, he just grabs the spear and questioning it, you, he walks back down and... You follow him slightly halfway down and you see him use the wooden portion and just part the curtain. And sure enough, all of the the barbs and the straps, they part as well. I'll just say to them, just pointing. <laughs> this, is, this is a very, I know a person who doesn't say a lot. They just like point and assume you know what they're talking about. Like, mm. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like very confusing, but apparently it means something. <laughs> So with the shrug and a knowing look coming from Lance, whether or not Fleeple or Mal picks up on it, who knows? But the the entrance way down into this cavern is open. And I'll usher them to go through. Okay. Easy enough. Uh, pushing through with a little assistance, Mal holding it from the other side. You reveal this chamber 
as soon as you enter this room and Mal, it's difficult for you as you're holding open, the smell of old blood assaults your nose. And Fleeple in particular, you're like, hmm, yeah, this is somewhat familiar from your old tribe, your old pack. You're like, ah, the floor is covered with dried puddles of it. Four floor to ceiling columns are spaced across the chamber and chains have been strung between them like clothesline. Animal carcasses hang on hooks from the chains, and you see gutted and skinned antelopes, deer, goats, and what might be big cats, and even a few small bears. Some of this meat, however, has been here for a while, and the smell is what indicates that not all this meat is great to partake of. And Fleepa, this is pretty common, actually. Once uh, a clan of kobolds holds onto a pack of meat, even if it starts to go bad, don't waste it. Use it. You don't know when you're going to be able to get your next big haul for the tribe. So you hold on to it until it's devoured or completely gone. Mm-hmm. And so all of you are like, oh, not to the point of throwing up, but gagging a little bit. It is quite awful in this room. Um, do we want to look around? I mean, Fleeple, unless, unless there's something that cold balls would keep in here, I'm... Fine to just leave. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. It's not that horrible. I mean, it's horrible, but it's not that horrible. I sleep. I think that's a bear, but it doesn't look like it anymore because it's rotted. <laughs> I, okay, I'll, I'll take a look around. You guys can walk back up where it smells more dainty, and I'll see if I can find anything in here. Sleep. will go and roll a perception check. Alright, definitely going to give myself guidance on that. It's going to be a 13. 13. Not surprising to you, Fleeple. This room is exactly pretty straightforward. It just seems to be some sort of a meat locker, hence why the uh, flaps are at the, uh, the, uh, the entrance here and to maybe block out the smell, keep it a little bit cooler. And it is cooler down here. The temperature uh, is drastically colder than it was in the bat, the room with all the bats. Not as cold as maybe would be ideal, hence some of the rotting food. But you go to the corners, you investigate, and you hug every single wall and uh, stalagmite or tight. And uh, there doesn't seem to be anything secret here. But if you'd like, you can pick a few choice uh, pieces of meat for yourself if you'd like. <laughs> I, I definitely consider it, but I decide that that's not me anymore. I'm going to uh, go back out and uh, head back to my friends. Yes. Okay. Knowing the curtain's dangerous, able to move it sufficiently either with a spear or, or other ways, you all make it back into the chamber with all of the bats. I will have everybody roll uh, another stealth check, please. These bats, if they give us away. Natural 20. Ooh. I got a 15. A 12. Sounds good. That'll be a 26 total for me. Okay. Well, all of you... Uh, breathing <gasps> able to recompose yourselves uh, you feel sufficiently stealthed and uh, that you're not making enough noise to attract these animals in the current chamber or even somebody from a surrounding chamber either um alright I guess we go back to the temple of uh, Tiamat do we want the drakes to go there and start or do we want to save that if we're going to use them, I think we should save them because if they, like, maybe they start rampaging and we can't control them or, you know. True. Um, has my familiar seen any change in that room? 
Go and roll perception check for your familiar specifically. Uh, 17. 17. As you peek in and you essentially make your familiar become more alert as you come into the eyesight. They pick up some noise uh, from the other room, just a conversation. Uh, in particular, you hear, We've been waiting for days now. How much longer we have to be here? You heard, Mondath. We need to be here until the dragon eggs hatch. Shouldn't be too long, though. So you just wait yourself. You come out of the vision. So, the good news is that <laughs> the group, uh, Mondath's 12 angry cultists, they're going to be here for a while. Uh, within the next couple of days, um, the next bit of news could be good or bad. Um, they're waiting until the dragon eggs hatch. Holy. So the dragon eggs are still here somewhere. So just going forward, that might be something that we run into. They might be in that fetching temple. It could be. So we do need to be on the lookout for that. They probably will be guarded since Mondath's crew is waiting for that to happen. So we need to just be aware of that. Uh, Fleeple, your monk friend was interested in the nursery and the dragon eggs. Did he want them destroyed? Did he need them just... Was he just interested in them? Was this a Hagrid situation? Did he... What do we need to do with the eggs? Well, I don't know that I recall him specifically saying uh, what his intentions were with his interest in the eggs. But if they're close to hatching, then presumably that's a pretty bad thing. Okay. So no drakes going into this temple area. Correct. Okay, so with your stealth rolls that you've already got going, uh, avoiding the trap, unconscious kobold still on your back, follow the same pattern, Lance, Fleeple, Mal. And I'm going to check my bell trap to see if it's still there, and if it's still there intact, I'm going to disassemble it and put it back. Okay. Keeping the stealth rolls that you have um, previously, you all make your way down these steps now. The kobold is tied up, and he's also, like, gagged. Like, he's tied around his mouth. So, like, if for some reason he became conscious, he couldn't just shout out. See, we, g- we gave you an out. No more accent. <laughs> <laughs> I was tired of you trying to do that accident. We're going to no. gag him. Nope. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Uh, Lance, you do see that your uh, bell alert system hat is still there, and it doesn't look like it has been activated. So you're able to easily enough disassemble it, stash it back in. You peek your, your you make you peek around the corner again. Feel free to roll another perception check. I'll guide him. Thank you. Another flat tire. <laughs> flat tires are really difficult with knee-high boots as well. So it's uh, quite a feat. 18. 18 with a perception check. Uh, again, you can't see, uh, obviously, around the corner, but you do uh, see two... Uh, females that are sort of lounging near the uh, some steps that are on the east side of this chamber here. Um, both of them appear to be human. Cultist robes? No cultist robes, actually. Uh, just, and no armor. But what they don't have an armor, they have in massive weapons. Like one of them has a two-handed double axe, so to speak, and the other one just has weapons on the back of their back as well that are hard to make out. And they're just lounging, speaking to one another. Too far away for you to pick out what they're saying, but not in any immediate uh, alertness, so to speak. 
I will turn to Fleeple and Malamara, let them know what I see, that I think that they... Well, no, I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd know what a barbarian is, so... I'll just describe them to Fleeple and Malamara. All right, um... Do we do this like the cave entrance? I go in for a, a, a sneak attack, and then we just charge? We could surprise them with some ranged attacks. Definitely. I think that that's a great idea. Let Lance take a first shot and then see how much damage he can pull off and then just range him until we get into melee. See if we can keep Lance at a distance. He seems to do pretty well with that bow and being able to hide. Um, all right, let's put our winged friend down. Let's, let's, let's get after Put him it. down and I pull out my deck. Not, not that. <laughs> 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 Not, not, not that yet. Not that yet. All right. I will then, feeling I'm sufficiently hidden at this point, but seeing those two, I will aim for the one on the left. Okay. So this one hasn't, uh, doesn't have any weapons drawn. Uh, the other one's sort of like leaning on their uh, the great axe there. Yeah. Go ahead and roll an attack with advantage, sir. All right. Uh, that's going to be a 22 to hit. 22 is a hit. All right, with sneak attack, here we go. Oh, that's going to be 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage. All right. And also, with that, I'm going to use my additional ability, which is... Just wanted to check. Yes. If I'm successful in hitting a creature, I'm going to target a second creature within 30 feet of that first one. I'm rolling half the number of sneak attack dice, which I rolled two, so that's one. Okay. Which is a five. That is going to hit them with necrotic damage. So I, I will loose the arrow, and right when it's about to hit, all of a sudden, this sh almost shadow of an arrow branches out and hits the other one too with necrotic damage. And as it describes, the wail of the dead sounds around them for a moment. And so they both get hit. And Lance, you could swear as you see this shadow branch off and you hear this wail. You swear you see like this ghostly spectral hand come into existence and grab your arrow causing the shadow arrow to veer off and just get jammed directly into the side. That hand going pale white before disappearing with the arrow as well. So 17 to the one on the left, five to the one on the right. Yes. Let's roll initiative, everybody. Okay. 20 to 25. 15 to 20. 17. There you hey, go. There's somebody, a number. Somebody showed up to this fight. All right. Uh, 10 to 15. 10. All right. And Mal. Four. Ooh, that's rough. Okay. At the top of the round, Fleeple, you hear these uh, shouts of like, ha! Ugh! And Lance, he kind of peeks back around. Uh, he kind of like uh, ducks behind the corner. It is your, your first to go here. All right, since these guys are so nice and close to each other, I'm going to toss in an ice knife. Okay, so you would uh, just maybe 10, f 
10 feet into the chamber so you can kind of get a good line of sight of them. Is that right? Yeah, so I'll move in and I'm going to toss the knife directly at the more damaged of the two. Sure thing. And then the explosion will get both of them. Yeah, you see this one is the only one with the actual arrow in them. And uh, so you just... They have to make a dexterity throw, saving throw. Uh, this is a ranged spell attack that oh. I make. Apologies. And that is going to be an 11. 11 is a miss, unfortunately. So as the ice knife comes right at them, this woman, she actually has this arrow and she sees the knife and she goes, oh, and she grabs it in the air. Beep, 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 beep. Explodes right in front of her face. They both have to make a dexterity saving throw, I believe. Yep. Okay. Okay, that's a 16 for her. That's a success. And a natural one for the other. All right. So that other one takes nine cold damage. Ooh. That's splash damage. That one barbarian just getting all the splash damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all the all the secondary damage. I did absolutely no damage to the person I aimed at, but <laughs> nine damage to the person I didn't aim at. That's the jank squad. Yeah. <laughs> It's the Jake squad away. All right. Is this a surprise round or? It is not a surprise round. Okay. So this woman who uh, grabbed the knife and exploded in her hand, she's like, "Ah, uh, we've got a little one betraying us. And she pulls out this massive great sword from her back and she just starts charging. Ah, not again. (laughs) 10, 20, 30, right in front of you. She's going to reckless attack you. Natural 20. Right. Thomas, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the way. We had this touching moment with Fleeple and his sheep. and Get that sheep back here. <laughs> no joke. 46, all of them were ones. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. That's only seven slashing damage. Wow. Thank with a natural 20 great sword. Fleepa, you see it coming. You're like, oh boy. Oh boy. And you're like, this is going to hurt. But you're able to just like kind of maneuver out of the way where a lot of the momentum gets stuck on the rock wall. So it doesn't do as much of an impact against you. But still, I'm to do seven damage there. So that's this. Uh, Berserker's turn. Lance, it is your turn. You are 10 feet away from this Berserker. Fleeple is in between you and it. Um, You are exposed to both of these Berserkers, actually. All right, bow goes away. Short sword and dagger come out. I'm going to move around this Berserker to the other side to flank, even though I technically don't need to flank, but I will flank anyway. Um, Looks like it will give you advantage. Well, I would already have advantage because... Or no, no, no. I would no, have no, no. sneak attack. That's right. Correct. I would have sneak attack as Philippe was there, but not advantage. So now I have advantage. I will stab with my short sword. Well, they did a reckless attack, so all attacks against them are advantage. <gasps> That's correct. Till their turn. I even well, forgot maybe, that, and I just said reckless. Maybe I should wait. <laughs> maybe I should... I'm going to go here instead. So I'm not going to flank. I'm going to go to the side of them, maybe giving Mal an opportunity later. Okay, so this is going to... You're, you're setting yourself between the um, Berserker that hasn't gone and the one that attacked Fleeple, yeah. attacking the one with Fleeple. Okay, go and roll with advantage. All right, that is cocked. So. Okay, awesome. That's going to be a 25 to hit. 
That is a hit. And it is sneak attack. Yes. All right. 11 damage. 11 damage as you carve in with your short sword. This berserker yells, oh, heavily damaged from that. You still have a bonus action in movement. I will use my bonus action to stab it with my dagger. Go for it. Also with advantage. Oh, really? Wow. All attacks against okay. it have advantage. That's going to be a 19. That's a hit. Go and roll just the dice. Yep. Two. Okay. Two more damage to that. Okay. So short sword. Slice across the back. Oh, and the dagger. Directly in the side. Uh, anything with the rest of your movement? Um, I don't like that I'm in between these two. But I don't want to take the flanking opportunity away from Mal. So I'm just going to stay. Okay. It is now the other berserker's turn. So the other woman, she grabs her uh, great axe. I'm coming! And just charges over and is flanking Lance now um, and is going to roll with advantage. Well, rolled two 12s for a total of 17 to hit. My armor class is 16. That is a hit. Uh, All right. First hit in a long time. All right. Does 12 points of slashing damage right into your shoulder. Just jams right into you and pulls out. Uh, both of them angry and frothing at the mouth almost. That's its turn. Mal, it's your go. Leaving my cobalt, my tide of cold up cobalt on the stairs. And to note, Mal, you were far enough down the steps to where you couldn't necessarily see. You just hear this cacophony of noises. Um, so you charge up the stairs, 15 feet of movement. You see uh, the battle unfolding before you. What do you do? Uh, 5, 10, 15, I'm going to be right in between, uh, right next to F- Lance and Fleeple. And so I can see both of the Barbarians. And I'm going to <sighs> bonus action cast Hex on the Barbarian that used Reckless. Okay, sounds good. That's the one with the great sword. And I will take out my sword and try and slash at her. Great, with advantage. Yes, uh, non-natural 20. Okay, that's a hit. Go ahead and roll damage here. Seven, eight, nine slashing damage. Oh, and six necrotic. Oh, for a total of 15. Sure. Total damage, right? Sure, Great. I believe you. Sure, I believe you. <laughs> I said the numbers and I immediately forgot what the slashing damage was. (laughs) Uh, Right in, just... uh, And as you attack her, she looks at you and her eyes actually go wide (gasps) with uh, a little bit of fear, a little bit of... uh, And she mutters under her breath and she goes, Dragon Slayer. Anything else with your turn? Didn't you kill What's-His-Face? I guess, yeah, I scared away What's-His-Face. Yeah. Menathon. I didn't kill him. Oh, no, but I killed um, the half-dragon. Linderosa. Yeah, Linderosa. All right. Is that your go, Mal? That is... No. Is that 15 already? 15, 20, 25. And I'll flank around uh, the Great Axe Barbarian. Uh, so as you leave the uh, area of the the, barba- the berserker uh, with the great sword, she does not take an attack of opportunity against you. And uh, she just stares at you as you run away. Fleeple, it's your go. Right next to her. 
Yeah, so still having that reckless advantage, I'm going to go Primal Savagery on this Berserker. Absolutely, roll with advantage. Ooh, that's only an 11 to hit. 11 oh, no, is a miss. 13 wait. to hit. 13 just hits. Oh boy. Okay, so with the Primal Savagery, it has been a while since I've done this. The damage on that is D10. Four acid damage. Four, okay. All right, you just dig into this Berserker. Just, ah! This uh, Berserker is looking pretty hurt, actually. Any movement, any bonus action? Nah, that'll do it for me. Okay, just standing your ground. It is now this Berserker's turn. And she goes, Lena, the Dragon Slayer, she's here. And Lena goes, Yes, I can see that, Han. I can see that. And she is not going to attack. Interesting. She's going to stand there, and she is going to uh, hold her sword, but let it drop to her side. Holding onto her uh, the wounds that she sustained. Lance, it is your go. Okay, I'm gonna attack the one that is f- that I'm flanking with Malamara now. Okay, so mm. the one uh, with the great axe behind you. Yeah. You're ignoring the one that didn't attack. You're attacking the one behind you now. Yes. Go and roll with advantage. With my short sword. That is 17 to hit. Oh, that's a hit. And it is sneak attack. That. 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Okay, as you divert your attention, just you go for the one who's not been damaged very much, and you just stab into her with a short sword. That's your action, yes? That was stupid of me. Yes. Yeah, that was stupid of me. I should have gone for the more damaged one. Okay. Uh, And I'm just going to use my dagger. I'm going to use my dagger against the one... Well, no, because I get advantage again. Ah! I'm going to go with the one... I'm just going to flank the flanked one. Okay, go go roll with advantage again. That's going to be a 17. No, yeah, 17 to hit. All right, that's a hit. Go and roll just the dice. Four points of damage. Four points of damage. Okay. Uh, she just screams out in pain. Anything with your movement? Um, No, because if I walk anywhere, I leave one of their areas. Okay. Also standing, just looking at both of them in between the two of you, it is now... Lana, her turn, as she's been called out, and she looks at you, Mal, as you have now flanked. You're ready for battle, and she goes, Please, we do not wish to fight the Dragon Slayer. And she pushes her great axe down to the ground, clatters to the ground. And she lifts her, uh, raises her head, and she goes, We're at your mercy, Dragon Slayer. And that's her turn. Mal, it's your go. Holding my sword hesitantly. Mal will lower it from a offensive position to more relax and just ask why? Why why stand down? That's all I'll say. That's your turn. And with that we will end tonight's episode of iCast Fireball. Interesting. What are these two doing in a fetching chamber for tea? I know. What I'm hoping is that we'll have two barbarians on our side. That we just cast their health. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
take a rest. It'll be fun. We're we're becoming the Suicide Squad. We're getting <laughs> we're getting barbarians. We're getting Drakes. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. We're just gonna charge. Everybody's joining the Jank Squad. That's yep. right. Well, we'll see how this unfolds on the next episode of I Cast Fireball. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you taking the time, and we hope you're enjoying enjoying these episodes as much as we enjoy playing them. From wherever you get your podcast from, please feel free to leave us a review. <clears throat> you could also reach out to us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we're hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. To get the most recent up-to-date content, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. There, you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, insights from the players and the DM, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. Now, we just want to give a quick shout-out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a turn as a GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the Fate-accelerated tabletop system. Now, whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from Ned, we recommend you go give them a listen. Like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table, we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Flapel. We'll see you next time, and keep that fire going.